Are you ready? It's that time! Welcome to episode, I believe, 28 of Man, Buds, and Jesus, where we're setting a new record low. Season two. Season two. A new record low for how much preparation we did. Normally, we at least have like a five-minute conversation before we start recording. Not today. It took us two minutes. And uh, I, I'm Pastor Josh Laborious. I'm one of the degenerates that will be joining you for the next 40 minutes or so. And... Here to introduce the topic that only took two minutes to plan is Pastor Reverend, the esteemed Reverend <laughs> Benjamin Olschlager. That's way too much of an intro for From what I'm Somewhere about to do. really, really cold. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually been really nice here in Michigan. Uh highs have been in the mid-sixties for the last week or so. I guess so. that is pretty nice. That's acceptable. Yeah. We're getting nice fall weather right How now. How is the weather in Michigan right now the same as in Southern California? Um, global warming. That's another <laughs> week's topic, though. <laughs> We're not talking about that today. Everybody calm down. <laughs> anyway. Um, <sighs> today is what? Where's that train of thought? Today is the 10th. Correct. Which That's means, not when this will be released, though. True. Yes, this will be released on the 15th. <laughs> Correct, but sir. I can do math. I graduated from engineering school. Um, <laughs> to everyone that that well. shocks, let the record stand. I can show you my degree some other time. Um, what kind of engineering, though? Sticks and stones. Um, Civil engineering. Yeah. For those of you who don't un understand the engineering worlds and their competitive nature, uh, we're considered the dumb ones. Um, <laughs> Everyone listening to this podcast is like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> anyway, um, so 10 days ago, as we were recording this, I saw a rather unfortunate post on social media. Um, and I didn't even see it on social media. It came up on my news feed um, for some godforsaken reason. And said post came from uh, the artist Mariah Carey. <laughs> she gets all of her royalties this season. She does. And on November 1st, she rolled out of bed in this post rolled out of bed, saw the date, and in her head is thinking, boy, am I about to get paid. In reality, <laughs> went, went to Apple Music or Spotify or whatever the app that paid her to make this was, <clears throat> pulled up All I Want for Christmas is You and started playing it, announcing to the world that in her mind, November 1st is an appropriate day to begin uh, all things Christmas, especially Christmas music. I am here uh, 
not in a pastoral role per se, but just as a voice of sanity in the nations among the masses to say, no, no. My brother in Christ. There's, There's no, theology here. There is theology here. But I'm just, I'm speaking from a practical perspective, first of all. We haven't had and, and you got to remember yet. what Bierman said on our previous episode. You, you, the U.S. pastor is now inescapable. <laughs> and, unless fair. you commit a felony. That's fair. <laughs> then I, they take it away from you. I would not preach this from the pulpit because it is not necessarily an opinion of God that you can't start singing <laughs> Christmas music before November or before uh, whatever your deadline is. But I think I November 1st is too early. I um, wouldn't preach it from the pulpit, but I would definitely say it at, at another point during the service. Announcements? Yeah, I've already yeah. done. Well, actually, I've made a joke about it during during a sermon already this year. Um, because just a couple of days after said post, um, my wife came home from work and her um, radio station of choice in her car is just the local pop hits radio station, whatever it is. And for some reason they decided that November was also when they were going to start playing Christmas music. Right? No one needs two months of Christmas music. I can, I especially, can do you one better. Especially the poppy crap that you hear on these <laughs> like major stations. Because there are like four songs. They're playing four yes. songs for two months. And this is why Mariah Carey is worth millions of dollars, is this two-month stretch of the year. If any of our listeners are super dedicated, please text one of us, do the math, figure out how much money Mariah Carey, around, around about how much money she makes in these two months on Christmas royalties. Because I'm really curious, but not curious enough to look into... What's a typical royalty on a song? How many times is this song played? Et cetera, et cetera. So I'm lazy curious. So if you want to step into that role and do that research for me, uh, I will be grateful to you. There yeah. is no prize, but no, you'll get a shout out on the show. We'll do yeah, that. You will. Yep. yep. Um, even worse, uh, and they haven't started yet, but last year I did notice before Thanksgiving, they were playing Christmas music in the fitness center, in the gym at my apartment complex, which no offense to anyone, but Christmas music is never acceptable in the gym. Unless, unless, and only unless it is uh, Punk Goes Christmas, the album on loop. Or just the... <laughs> August, August Burns' red rendition of Carol of the Bells on loop. I mean, in reality, I don't know why gyms play music anymore, because if you are in a gym and you don't have headphones in, you're probably a sociopath anyway. So. There's a, there's a, a much higher than uh, former statistical likelihood of that, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, at some point, we got to do a... Uh, a podcast on gym etiquette. Oh, anyway. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier when Ben said this wasn't as pastor that there's theology. Was that a Christmas ringtone, Ben? No, that was just my generic ringtone. 
And I was getting a call from a scammer. Anyway. Uh, so the theology behind stop celebrating Christmas too early. Um, I was at a conference recently with the esteemed, like actually esteemed, not Ben esteemed, really esteemed. Um, Somebody who actually has influence in the world and not just some Reverend <laughs> Dr. Dale Meyer. Oh yeah, that's a... Former president of the seminary, like... He has influence. He has real influence in, especially in the Lutheran His world. His bigger role is he was the speaker of the Lutheran Hour. Gets, oh yeah, like, that's that's more like Christ credo than seminary so president. He came and and he he made a, a really simple point that I think was very profound, which is what you would expect, I guess, from him. Bill Meyer. Um, yeah. And he asked, where is Jesus? Like right now, where is Jesus? Because a lot of times you ask that question, you get, oh, he's always with us. You know, he's around. No, I mean, he can be wherever he wants to be, but where the Bible says is he is seated on the throne. And you might say, well, what does this have to do with Christmas music? Well, even for Christmas, Jesus is not in the manger. Jesus is not coming to earth again as a baby. The, the next time he comes to earth, it is as the conquering God, right? Um, Christ is on his throne. So, because some people, I, I've heard this argument, you know, we play Christmas music because we always want to remember that Jesus came. And it's like, it is, it is phenomenal, it is appropriate that we celebrate Jesus' birth. Because it is, a, it is critical to the work that he did. However, it is not it is not the most important part of who Jesus is. It is not it is not by any means like the be all end all of the church. It's not even it's not even where he is. Like if you want to celebrate, you need like a, a Christ as Christ on the throne kind of song. That's if you want to say, I play this year round to celebrate so something about Jesus, it needs to be that kind of song. Um, so there's some theology there. And also, like traditionally in the church, we have a season to get ready for Christmas. It's called Advent. And this year it starts on November 30th. So if you're looking for a church date to start preparing for Christmas, November 30th is your date. I there's the even... theology. There's the, tr the Christian tradition on when do we start getting ready for Christmas. I would even Calm down, everybody. I would even grant those of you who want to start playing Christmas music a couple days earlier because you are preparing for that Sunday a little bit of grace. Any earlier than that, before Thanksgiving, you are pushing the envelope. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And so hot, this is, this is the, a lukewarm take. It's not really okay. a hot take. But um, I don't like any Christmas music. <laughs> like, even in Advent, even on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, I am, I don't really listen to it. Because, I mean, like I said earlier, if you're listening to, like, modern Christmas music, there are, like, four songs. And yes, before anyone comes, comes at me, yes, I know there are more than four songs. But it feels like there are only four songs, right? 
and and then you have a a million different artists who are doing the same song a slightly different way and it's like i'm done i'm done i don't know no no thank you i i can't even listen to my favorite music too much because if i start to memorize it it starts to get boring and i gotta move on so like i've been listening to what it feels like the same four christmas songs for 27 years i'm done I'm done. No more Christmas music for this guy. If you if you were a, uh, a Spotify user, I don't I know if, if I don't know if other apps do this, but I know Spotify does for sure. But the year in review that you get towards the end of December, right? If your year in review, your top ten artists, your top ten albums, your top ten songs, any of them or even your playlist of the year, if any of them feature Christmas music. <laughs> he went you went too hard in the paint. You are too obsessed with Christmas. <laughs> is, that a, is that a bad thing for us to say? No, no, no I, I, just so. gave, I just gave theological justification for it. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, here's maybe a hot take or a lukewarm take. Um, we'll figure it out. I got my matches just in case. So I barely play Christmas music until Christmas. When we have Advent services at church, I barely touch the Christmas section. Want to know why? Because Christ isn't come according to our church calendar yet. We're going to (laughs) celebrate that big over two days. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We even circle back to some Christmas music the week after and the week of Epiphany. I was about to say, because on the church calendar, Christmas does last for a couple weeks yes. post-December 25th. But, and there are, yeah, and there are hymns. And it depends on the year. Sometimes it's yeah. one, I think one of these years it's going to be three or four. Um, but yeah, it's... <sighs> Anyway. Same rule applies with Christmas decorations, by the way. Like, Christmas mu- music is a decoration for the air. <laughs> and uh, you observe uh, the shiny bulbs on your tree with your eyes, then you observe the music with your ears and those Christmas cookies with your mouth. All of them have yes. a season. Keep it within that season. For some reason, I didn't like when you said mouth. Mouth? I... I I don't know what it is. Cool. That doesn't bother me. That, <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so, <laughs> and I think there's even more theological justification for uh, taking Christ in the, the, the infant Christ out of the Christmas season and upholding that in, as an image of the Christ that you love so much. And to really drive this point home, I would like to uh, reference here, because I can't quote it with any sort of significant accuracy, the, the cinematic masterpiece that is Talladega Nights. <laughs> I liked where you were going until those last two words came out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't think it's actually that good of a movie, but... The note that I do want to make, though, who does Will Ferrell, this, like, just absolute narcissistic hedonist, pray to at the dinner table? 
Dear baby Jesus. You know why? Because the baby Jesus is the most innocuous version of Jesus. Mm. He seems the most innocent and powerless and unable to prevent you from doing what you want him to do. So if your favorite image of Jesus is Jesus is an infant, you better stop and think, do I like baby Jesus because he can't do anything to me? Or, mm. or that or, is a hot take. That's a spicy one. I'm maybe this, maybe. Isn't, this isn't completely original, but <laughs> and I, I will I will throw that out there. But I very much like I think it it's important for us to contextualize Christ in the midst of the Advent season in all of his work. Because if we lean fully into the image of the infant Christ we lose the importance of what that moment truly was because it was the beginning of the incarnation. Sure. And that is a moment that we, it's worth celebrating. Don't get us wrong. Christmas is important. Christ came to earth as a human in that moment. That is the incarnation. We believe that he walked a human life, lived a human life, breathed oxygen needed for air so that he That's could live among us. Oxygen needed for air. Oxygen needed for life. I got too far into my rant and I lost sense of science. Uh, anyway, so he breathed the same air that we need to, to live. And um, in that whole process was able to like fully take on humanity in such a way that prepared him to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sin and that was begun at his birth so of course that's an incredible thing to celebrate but if we take that and we make that the pinnacle of christ that he felt you know comfortable enough coming to earth as a human to walk among us you kind of miss the end goal and i'm making a cross with my fingers for those of you who aren't watching the stream because like <laughs> the stream we should we should play call of duty and stream it man buns and jesus gets on on video games dude i get so shrek it would be it wouldn't even be close anyway um i would get in trouble <laughs> to cap this uh i think it's important for us to celebrate christmas don't get me wrong but the more we, we can't state it. that we can't underline that enough. We do exactly. think Christmas is important. But the more we celebrate it, the easier it is for us to diminish Christ and the importance of his atoning work on the cross. Uh, as Lutherans and as Lutheran pastors, we talk about that so much because it's the most <laughs> important part of our faith. Or among the most more important parts of our faith, there might be some people who would point to the resurrection over the cross and don't want to piss all of those people off today. But let's just say the atoning work of Jesus. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and I I think kind of to to dumb down your language to my level. Okay, go for it. Um, 
Sorry, there are two spicy rant. Spicy. Uh, there are two two kind of practical reasons why we really do need to limit our celebration of Christmas to the season it's intended for. The first is don't don't water down Christmas. Right. If you celebrate it 12 months a year, it becomes a lot less special when you do celebrate it. Um, unless Christmas is the only time you go to church and that's how you celebrate Christmas, then celebrate it year round because you should be in church year round. Um, but then the, the flip side is if all of your focus is on Jesus in the manger, like you miss out on most of what he did. Right? Like, if you look at the Gospels, there's, relatively speaking, they spend very little time on the birth. They're like, went to Bethlehem, born of a virgin, ran off to Egypt. And then, I mean, they include boy Jesus at the temple, some of them do, but then it's like, okay, on to ministry, on to Jesus's ministry, let's get there. Um, so if the Bible thinks we should move on, we should recognize and move on, then you know what, I think that's a pretty good precedent uh, to to be looking towards. And yeah, I it's mean, worth, and, and I, it's worth also noting that the two that spend the most time on the birth narrative, Matthew and Luke, do so in order to point to the fulfillment of prophecy that Jesus is as the Christ. So Which I think is not. the best use of the Advent season, too. It's not, hey, Jesus is born. It's look at all of the ways that, that God pointed to this yeah. throughout history. Mm -hmm. This so. is the fulfillment of the promise that you've been waiting for. That's what they're talking about, not the, the miracle of Jesus' birth, which, though incredible, is not the point. No. Like... <laughs> It's Look not, at how John describes the birth narrative. Like, if he was trying to like accurately describe the the miracle that is Christ's birth in like scientific terms, he gets an F, at like twelve percent. Because yeah, Jesus did walk among us. Like that's as close as he gets to like. Jeez. Jesus was a person. <laughs> anatomically describing the, the means of Jesus' miracle birth. Um, yeah, so all of that is kind of justification for us saying, keep Christmas in Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> now, uh, I want to give some exceptions to this. The first is, and if you are a member at Edgewater, you will note that we have made an exception to this. We put up an angel tree, and we put this up last Sunday is when we started putting up the angel tree, which for anyone who's unfamiliar, what an angel tree is, is it's a Christmas tree, but the ornaments tend to be like their paper angels or their, their paper ornaments or whatever, um, and they have gifts like printed on them and the idea is you take an ornament you buy the gift you bring it back and it gets donated to like a, a an organization that serves kids mm -hmm. who 
wouldn't really get to celebrate Christmas in that kind of way if not for the organization. So like that's that's an exception, right? Because logistically speaking, if you're going to get those gifts to the kids by Christmas, you need to collect them beforehand. So yeah, you, you set it up early and that's that's kind of your thing. Another, I mean, there, there's a practical thing, like full disclosure. Um, I'm going to be decorating at the very least the interior of my house before Thanksgiving because we go to my brother's for Thanksgiving and it's really nice to come home and it's Christmas. So we'll we'll decorate like right before we leave. So like I, I get that, right? If you travel for Thanksgiving, you want to come back and kind of have the Christmas ready for you. I, I'll we get a hall pass. I guess I'm writing a hall pass for myself, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean that's fair. I do what I, I mean, want. So so like there are some exceptions, but if you're like November first, it's Christmas time. Cut it out. There is no way. There is no way that you have any real reason to decorate your house a full month before it is appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one instance where it is never acceptable to start on November 1st is in freaking department stores. Stop selling me Christmas crap in November. Your, I, can ah! your candy aisle or your seasonal aisle shouldn't go from uh, Halloween, Halloween to, Christmas. to Christmas. Yeah. Let, let there be like a fall seasonal thing or a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving thing, Thanksgiving Black or, Friday even yeah that's a big sure. holiday for the retailers just put all the stuff that you're gonna put on some significant discount in that aisle all, especially all the weird stuff that you get in like the kind of gimmicky stuff that is really only there for Black Friday that's a great place for that uh until yeah. you hit Christmas season yeah anyway yeah. yeah 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 um and then as far as taking it down and stopping here's here's maybe some uh some reparations for those of you whose whose season we just destroyed um it is acceptable to keep your decorations up until epiphany uh, which is I forget. It's how it's however many weeks days. after Christmas. Twelve, 12 days. Twelve days. Twelve days. So like a week and a half after Christmas. Usually celebrated about two weeks later, depending right. on where Christmas falls. Depending on where Christmas falls, depending on what the church is doing, that is yep. acceptable because that is what the church would say. That those are the twelve days of Christmas. That is the season of Christmas. Celebrate the heck out of it for those twelve days. And remember, but, on the twelfth day, Jesus was circumcised. So, um, I don't know where you're going with it, but I bet you should stop. No, I was just gonna say celebrate appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. I'm gonna write another hall pass here for those of you who put up decorations outside that are tasteful. That are tasteful. Oh, that's a whole separate thing. That is a whole separate thing, yeah. But if you put up decorations outside that are tasteful and you live in the great white north, and those states really only include the upper Midwest and the Northeast, um, and maybe like parts of the Rockies because you get just obnoxious amounts of snowfall. If you live 
in the great white north in canada in canada and alaska i, I don't know where all of our listenership is no i was calling all of that canada oh okay i thought you said and canada you said in canada i see yeah um we do actually know what hockey is here as opposed to socal um hey we have two two major league hockey teams here in socal yeah and one of them is good right them, now the fact that you called them both major league teams tells me because we have a minor league team i know you call them we have an ahl team you can say that they're in the chow or you know what can it and make your point you're gonna say (laughs) it's gonna get too cold so you can celebrate before it gets really snowy no i was gonna say that it can take time with the weather to find a time to actually take down your decorations where it's safe so if you're you need to stay up long so that you actually have a safe day to take down your decorations, that's allowed. Yeah, don't don't fall off a ladder. Yeah, don't, don't fall off a ladder. Don't be on a ladder or, that falls over. Don't fall off a ladder taking down your Christmas decorations the day after Epiphany and then blame us. Yeah, that is nope, the last thing absolved. I'm going to do. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's unless we want to talk about uh, tacky Christmas decorations, but I don't know if we want to go after another sacred cow today. <laughs> I think I think we're okay. I I do want to bring this up though. Uh, what color lights did you get for your palm tree? <laughs> well, uh, based on the Corona commercial, I should get clear lights. I yeah. <laughs> I I gotta be honest. I hate multicolored lights. Um, it's I, I pick one i don't like i and that's that is purely a personal taste thing that has there is no theological grounding for that so but, what you're saying is you're a traditionalist who just lights candles on his tree and makes his whole house a fire risk what no that's stupid <laughs> no who does that People before the the invention of electric Christmas lights. Well, people before electric Christmas lights were dumb. Oh, there's a tree in my house. Let me light it on fire. Yucka, yucka, yuck. They put candles on trees for years, Josh. Just Well, they were making foolish decisions for years, Ben. <laughs> oh, okay. man. So before we get to our takeaways... Um, I do want to say if you, this is great. This is, this is one of the few times I will encourage passive aggressiveness on the show. (laughs) If you know someone in your life who is just there way, they decorate way too early, send them this podcast and let us let them know for you. And if you, if you were sent this podcast as a result of this invitation, don't get mad at your friend. You were the one who decorated to her. <laughs> so stop uh, it and we absolve you of your sins. <laughs> and if you think you have a spicy enough theological take to come back at our spicy theological takes today, uh, feel free to drop that in our Facebook page. Uh, you can send us a message there or, I don't know, post to that page and see what happens. Let's see um, what happens. <laughs> Ain't no guarantee we see it. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, I check it like once a week. Yeah, about the same. Anyway, um, yeah, you could you can feel free to drop your your comebacks to our takes there and let us know if you think we're way off the off the reservation on this one. We're not though, so we're yeah, we're really just not. concede. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> your neighbors will thank us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's a great opportunity for you to share the love. Share, give man buns and Jesus for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Download all of our episodes, burn them to a CD, give them to your neighbor, and say, mm-hmm. this is why I didn't Especially- decorate before I, I was appropriate. Well, no, I, I. even better, like, this is your gift to all of your neighbors that uh, hate that one other neighbor who decorates too much. Um, <laughs> like, you know, we just we, we're making so many enemies right oh, yeah. now in these past five minutes. <laughs> One of us is gonna get assassinated with like a, a Christmas candy cane or something. <laughs> a well um, candy cane. Um, terrifying. So takeaways, Ben. What's your takeaway from this uh, <laughs> this delightful episode? I think my takeaway from all of this is like. <laughs> Christmas has an important role within the church, but we, we should keep it that role. We should let Christmas be appropriate at Christmas and not overdo it. Um, it is our job as, as pastors and preachers. I'm hoping that that showed up on the right side of the screen uh, for everyone, me wagging my finger back and forth at the two of us. Um, it's our job as pastors and preachers to speak and preach the full scope of the word of God. So everything has its time. Everything has its season. Um, We spend four weeks on Advent, three weeks on Christmas, two to three Sundays on Christmas, plus Christmas Eve itself. And then you get the season of Epiphany where you're talking about Christmas stuff for a little while after that. So like, we're going to spend some time on it. Don't, feel the need to abuse that on the early end like celebrate it respectfully and in its season and then move on and focus on the parts of the faith that really ought to be focused on yeah that was a long takeaway ben i zoned out like three separate times during your takeaway it's yeah i could hear ghosts getting mad at me no, no, Chris just got home, so he's excited that she's home. Um, my takeaway is simply this. No Christmas music, no Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, unless you have a hall pass. That's it. That's the takeaway. Stop it, y'all. <laughs> Shameless plug time. Uh, if you enjoy whatever this is, Subscribe to us on uh, on Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Music. I think is what they call it now. Google Podcasts, Pandora, whatever podcasting. Yeah, whatever you listen on, we're we're there. We're even on some that I was not aware we were on. Like apparently, there are some websites that just like grab podcast links and then start posting podcasts. And it's like, I mean, whatever. 
So, uh, yeah, subscribe to those. That way you know when episodes are out and it gives us a little bit of validation that people are listening and enjoying uh, or being challenged by or whatever and finding value in, in what we do here. Um, you know, with all the work that goes into recording and the two minutes of preparation we do. And uh, someone asked me a couple weeks ago, they're like, because they had just finished listening to one of our podcasts and they turned to me and they said, so what's what's the topic for next week? And I was like, we haven't recorded it yet, so I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> I'll find out when we uh, record it. Um, we do also have a Facebook page that we mentioned. Uh, you can post on it. You can send a message to it. That is largely there. So if you are not connected to us personally and you want us to talk about something specific or you want us to bring on a certain guest, you can reach out and, and we will see it. Um, like I said, I do check it at least once a week. So we'll see it. We'll add it to our list um, and, and we'll talk about it. And whatever guest you say, we'll, we'll do our best to get them on. But like if you say, we want you guys to interview Elon Musk, that's, I don't know if that one's happening. We, we do not, we do not have the clout for Elon Musk to bother talking with us for an entire hour. I don't so, know. His, uh, his Twitter persona lately has been that he's in full troll boy mode. So I, Ooh. he might, he might be willing to. Ben, I really want you to try. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> um, so there's, there's all that. Uh, and with that, go to church on Sunday. If you're in SoCal, Edgewater, Eastvale is here. And if you're in um, Lake Orion, Michigan, check out Ben at Good Shepherd. Look at that. I remember the name and the place. And you even pronounced it wrong. I mean, right. I mean, wrong. I mean, right. Stop it. <laughs> Everybody, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs>